What's up, guys? Tyler Cerny here, the Director of Partnerships here at Top 10 Podcast. Super excited to be here, Kellen. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Sir Tyler Cerny. You guys like to play on words, whatnot. We're going when the queen or whoever knights him, knights him in marketing. Tyler's going to give us the game, you guys, on marketing. You might have seen this Instagram ads, Facebook, Google ads out there for what they're doing to help podcasters. I sat, I listened to him. You guys know if I brought him on the show, he's not one of the shysters telling you, hey, I can make all your dreams come true. What my magic wand and crystal ball tells me, you're the next. No, he's a real person. If you got, if you people out there want to say, how do I get somebody or get on Tyler's level? Stay in your scriptures, folks. That's how he's a believer. And Tyler, welcome to the show. How you doing? Absolutely blessed, man. I appreciate that intro. But yes, all the praise and glory goes to God, Lord. And then um, very grateful to be here, Kellen. Yeah, and grateful. And, you know, I heard on another interview you did, and you are like, when you're all in, you're all in. You know, you got married real quick. Um, and it was, you know, it was a God thing, you you, you say. Um, have you always made decisions like that where you like, you can just see it as a vision and you know that, you know, it's right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a really good question. And like, how do we really know we're making the right decisions? I mean, there's a couple different angles you can look at this, right? I, I was listening, I like to listen to a lot of millionaires, billionaires, or trillionaires, whoever I can really get inside their head on how they make decisions, like a Jeff Bezos. Um, and a lot of them will say they have to make thousands of decisions throughout the day, right? And a few of those are going to actually be significant and actually going to be the ones that will create a life-changing impact not only for their company but for their family their personal ones all like you know divorce you know expanding this company starting this company working on this company so making decisions is something that a lot of successful people they have to get comfortable with it so number one when you when you bring up decisions uh i always try my best to make the best decision and for me which one creates the most peace of mind for me? Because there's a lot of decisions that I've made in my life where I didn't have peace of mind. And so the ones that I had the most peace of mind, I knew I was going in the right direction. Now, the outcome or the result, that's a different story. I'll figure that out after I make that decision. But when I got married, yes, you did mention I, I got married very soon. I had a live event. We throw investors conferences as well. I was in Miami. I hired my wife. She's the MC. She worked with, you know, Dan Bilzerian, Hugh Hefner, CSI Miami. And we go up to the event and people come up to us and they're like, how long have you guys been together? And I'm like, no, guys, I just I just met her. I'm just trying to like tell people that I'm not trying to say, hey, I'm with her. And next thing you know it, I propose to her. We get met, we meet that Friday. We I marry her that Monday. So in three days. And with that, I had so much peace so much peace. I instantly knew people came to us. We had some sort of energy around us that people thought we were together for the longest period, but we, we weren't. And when you tie in religion to the, to the mix with faith, whatever you believe in, I'm a Christian, but when you're in tune with the higher power, you're going to have peace and you're going to have intuition. And now it's a whether or not where you have faith or doubt, because if you know, if you have intuition, you know what to do. Now it's just executing that plan. And when I was in that situation, 
I had faith. I had intuition. I knew the next course of action was to marry this woman. And I was even, I was getting ready to do my keynote talk at this event. I was getting prepared. I was doing my thing. And I get this impulse proposed to her in front of the whole audience. And that was on Saturday. So I've only known this woman for two, less than, so I met her on Friday. So less than 24 hours, really. Cause I met her that night on Friday. And then turns out she had the same impulse. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if Tyler proposed to me on this, uh, at this event too. And I was, I shook it off. I, cause this is the human nature. I shook it off saying, I don't, I don't have a ring. I just met this girl. Why the heck would I propose to her? Right. But I had the impulse. I had the intuition and I ended up acting on it, but just to go to say that all these things lined up in a way where it would be stupid for me not to take action, right? And there's so many times in my life where, or and I know a lot of people listening to this, they probably have a decision in front of them. And how many times do we step in the way from the blessings? And I, I'll say this on sales calls, and I'll say this when I'm just talking to personal friends as well. It's like, you know what you need to do. And you have the intuition, you have the gut. Now it's just executing and taking action on it. And so the decision-making process for me is how can I find the most amount of peace in that decision that I make? And I know I kind of went around about for your question. So I hope I answer your question, Kellen. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I would like people, you know, I am of all my titles, consultant, sports agent. I am a date doctor you guys i have four people couples that have connected they've married i'm looking for number five so i can actually then do the wedding but it's something i don't rush i don't advertise i don't push like that unless i'm talking naturally organically because i love love and no matter who you are out there you can be the biggest playboy out there you had mentioned you know hugh hefner everybody wants companionship Everyone needs companionship. You guys have people in prisons who need companionship. And so when you put the faith in there, you the things you can build when you're on one accord and you're working together. Oh, my goodness. The country, Congress, Senate, the, everybody listen to this. If we work together, how much further could we be, you know, here in this country and even globally? Now, with your background, you have an interesting background because you went to school, you know, college, but you also have studied abroad. Tell the folks how your study abroad and even the other, you know, uh, learning that you've done, whether it be certificates or your own reading, how that has helped you get to where you are. Cause you just didn't wake up like this. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I had the opportunity to go to private school my whole entire life, and I got an opportunity to play collegiate football. I don't know if you guys are any football fans, but our biggest alum was Don Shula, the coach of the undefeated Dolphins back in the day. So our stadium was called Don Shula Stadium. So we had Nike gear, all this stuff. My defensive coordinator at the time, his name was Coach Brandon Staley. He's now the head coach of the San Diego Chargers. And then my head coach at the time was Tom Arth, who was the backup quarterback to Peyton Manning when he was on the Colts, so he never saw the field. So my playbook when I went into college was about this thing. It was an NFL-sized playbook. And when I got to college, it was a totally different game. Like, when I was in high school, right, it was like, dude, go out and have fun. Now you get to college, you have this playbook. It was, you know, at the collegiate level, everyone's an athlete at that level. It now comes down to the, the determination, the, the mental fortitude of understanding the plays so then you can just go out on ability because 
they'll have all these different plays. But if you don't know what the heck you're doing, do I need to go into one-on-one coverage? Do I need to go, uh, do I need a blitz? Do I need to go to a zone coverage? If I don't know the plays, I can't just go out there and play. And I mean, we had a lot of plays, right? And so, you know, with that, that sports was my whole life. So basketball was my love, but I was the best at football. So I got a scholarship to play football. I played that out. Then it got to a point where it's like, okay, this study abroad opportunity came up during the fall, which is football season. Am I going to the NFL? Probably not. So I was like, okay, let me focus on business. And I was always called to focus on business. So this one person came in to talk about study abroad and all these different things. And it was China. Everyone in my school at the time, they either went to London or Italy. Why? Because who doesn't want to, you know, go study abroad with in college, have fun, party, and go to Europe? Like, I saw myself going to Europe on vacation. I did not see myself going to China for vacation, but I did see myself studying in China and taking advantage of this opportunity. And the conversion rate too, which was another factor, it was baller. Like, you could get like a meal for like a dollar fifty. It was insane. So I was actually saving money going to China than if I would if I stayed in my home at the home university. So that was another factor. I was like, all right, now this is something I could definitely get behind. Went over there. When you go to a new culture like China, have you ever been to China before, Kellen? I have not been to China yet. I want to see the world. So it's on my list. It's so wild. It's like you, you know, you can see the pictures, but when you go there, it is absolutely insane because in America, we are products of culture and products of our norm right if we if we're in a situation we don't know what to do we can always go back into what other people are doing what we were trained to do what our norms are are, or what our traditions are but in china you felt that way but i don't know their traditions i don't know their norms and i don't even speak the language so it's like i have to really decide who i am as an individual and so for me at that point in my life i was you know 18 and 19 i was really trying to still discover who i was you're really put in a situation and just so you set the scene too, they said that it's better to smoke from a cigarette than to breathe the outside air because in China, the pollution is so bad. Like you can literally look up at the sun and there's a gloss over the sun and it's just awful. And you'll walk up a flight of stairs and you just feel like you just smoke like two packs of cigarettes pretty much. And then you go into the bathrooms and all of them are just holes in the ground. They have no toilet paper and it's just like, I uh, have fun. There was one toilet right when you walk in for the men's side and then none of them have stall doors either. So it's like, they don't have toilet paper. You got to bring that. You, I guess they're called squatters. And then the toilet, when you walk in is like, you know, for special people. All right. And I'm like, dude, I I go in there and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm using this dude. I'm not, I don't know really what that is. And people are coming, these Chinese people are coming in, like they're looking at me thinking I'm special because I'm using the toilet, just because of the cultural norms and differences of, of that. And then also too, man, like uh, basketball, they love basketball. And for me, I'm a solid player in the States. I'm like 6'2", so I'm like a point guard if I wanted to go to the NBA. I'm a solid player here. I can box out, rebound. I can hit the occasional three. Solid role player. Over there, I'm like... And I, I kid you not, I've had people wrote me saying I was the best player they've ever seen. And so it's just a totally different style of play out there where out there, I'm like a big man. I'm like a four or five. So I'm just getting the ball backing down these these guys, these kids, I, I call them, and then just I would just score on them. So with all that, man, I it opened up so many opportunities, man. I got a chance to play internationally in China. I got 
Um, I really got a clear sense of who I was as a person. And then it really, when I came back, you know, I had specific clarity on what I wanted to do with my life, which was, you know, start a business. And then that was the next layer. After I graduated college, I spent a lot of my, you know, my, my family and I spent a lot of money on college and none of that got me to where I am today in the sense that of all the tangible skill sets I had to learn, I had to invest in the online courses and mentors. And so at that point, I've invested over, you know, at this point, over $150,000 into mentors, masterminds, courses, live events. And that's kind of brought me to where I'm at today, where college was more of like me finding myself, me networking with people, me being part of a really great community. But in terms of the tangible skill sets that I'm now implementing today, in terms of how to market, how to close deals over the phone, how to sell, all these things was done through investing in the mentors and courses and so anyone listening to this because i know that's another hot topic is whether college is for them or not and i didn't really know this going into it but if you have a career that you want to start maybe like a lawyer an engineer or a doctor and it's a very hard skills that you need to learn to get to that next level i would recommend college if you don't know what you want to do college may also be a good route because that's kind of where i was to help you kind of facilitate kind of give you some direction give you exposure to a lot of different things so then you can get clear on what you enjoy and what your passions are but do you need college to be successful absolutely not and in fact if you know exactly what you want and is if college is not the vehicle that that is required to get you there then i would recommend just investing into a mentor that has gone out and done what you wanted to do and he's going to just fast track you because the amount of money you spend on college it's i mean my college was like 60 grand a year. I got scholarships, so I didn't have to pay that a year. It was like $25,000, $20,000 a year. But I'm like, man, if I would have spent that towards investing, buying real estate, investing in a mentor, it was just a, I, I, w- I would do it a lot differently for my kids at, at, um, moving forward, for sure. Both you and I, and even, even my, my wife, we are telling our kids, you know, my wife is a radiologist. She's like... I, if you don't want to do this or something that's guaranteed a job, I'd rather give you the money to go kind of find your way. So you, because, I mean, you went to school for marketing. My bachelor's is in political science. My master's is in uh, mass comm. Now I was already working in the field while doing all that as a young person, but I definitely agree with you because I think education, I hate to say this, but when you're going and you're paying all that money and then there's no jobs or no jobs that can pay Sally Maybach unless you hustle your butt off, you know, it's, it just, it, it's not worth it. I'd rather you go in the oil field. I had that job made more money than I ever made with, um, my degrees coming out of school, at least now, I, for I, I got to say something. Google, stop listening to me. Uh, um, I, I want to know that potty, because from my understanding, and I've seen it in other countries, in the 22 countries that I have gone to, where you have to sometimes bring your own toilet paper. China, you have to bring your own toilet paper, roll up your, uh, you know, pants, right? Is that correct? Because you said no toilet paper. I want people to yeah, know, you know. Thing, man. What? when you squat, man, most people, when they squat, they have, they're at some sort of an angle. So your feet are kind of underneath you. So you gotta, you gotta make sure you're at a clear 90 degree angle, which is a tough position to hold for a very long period of time. You know what I'm saying? And so I actually tried that. And, but yeah, man, that's why another thing with the Asian culture, man, they're so, they're just like very healthy and sustained. They live long. They don't age that they age very well. And it's like, 
they do this like the older like I, I looked over and I could see other people you know because there's no doors on the things these guys are like 60 70 years old and I'm like dude if these guys are doing I gotta like get my I gotta get my shit together you know what I mean <laughs> yeah so, I see him do it on the street sometimes like just you know you you and you're like oh okay but that's how but yeah I gotta get to I gotta see more of the world learning I think travel is the best teacher um too I mean it's just you learn so much about the globe tell the people you know, you've written books as well. Um, when did you start writing? What's your process? Because now we have clients who will just talk into the microphone, have somebody transcribe it, have two editors edit it. Boom, you got a book. When did you start that, you know, in, in your process? Yeah, that, yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I'm working on a new book right now. I mean, th this started early on. A couple of things that stood out to me was, live a curious life or li live a curious life, right? If you're curious about doing certain things, you're going to live an interesting life as well. And so what I always focus on was be curious and live an interesting life. That's what I, that was kind of what it started off at first. I actually got someone reached out to me to get published in their book because what they did was like a, um, and this is actually a really great business model for someone to adopt and make some money, but they didn't charge me and I didn't pay anything, but people, I know people that do this now, but they had a 30 chapter book. It was about 30 or 40 chapters and they had 30 or 40 authors. And I wrote one of the chapters. So it was a multi-chapter book. So, you, but I know a lot of people like, you know, Jack Canfield and a lot of these other guys with chicken soup for the soul and uh, these other business models, they'll get one or two really big names to be a, the couple chapters in the book. And then I can go to you, Kellen, and be like, Hey, you want to get featured in a book for $5,000 with, let's say, Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, whoever I whoever I can connect with and write that first chapter. And a lot of people will. Right. Because now everyone as a collective unit is designed to promote that book and make sales. And I still get a royalty check. I mean, it's very small. Like I, you know, I get like a couple dollars, you know, less than 100 bucks. Like it, it's it's just kind of funny. But it, it opened my eyes that um, me just being very certain and doing really cool things and accomplishing certain things, opportunities are going to open up, number one. And number two, if you look at all the successful people, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, I mean, anyone, anyone who, Mother Teresa, whoever, they're, they're all authors. That's something they all have in common. So anyone that is looking to go into that space, anyone that you look up to, I guarantee you they're an author, right? And once I saw that, I'm like, dude, that's so true. Like this person's an author. They've all written books. And that's honestly one of the best things that if you are looking, I know you were talking about education too, is that people put their best information in the book. Like if you look at Tony Robbins stuff, he's pouring all his work into a $30 book. So if anyone that wants to learn, like, and this is why college is kind of irrelevant now is that you have these books and Google and stuff like that. But most people don't implement and take the action because they value it at $30 education. But I guarantee you, if you pay for their $30,000 mastermind and they tell you the same exact things, like Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels, who says, everything that I teach is in the book. But most people don't implement it. And then they pay, you know, $30,000, $50,000 to be part of his inner circle. And now they implement it and they're like, oh my gosh, I got these amazing results just because now they value the information more. So that's another thing with books is that, you know, all, all successful people that are books. So, you know, start writing and yeah. And then at that point, it's, I know you mentioned the ghost writing and stuff like that. There's, there's so many great services out there. You know, you can self-publish now with Amazon. You can interview with people. You can, like you mentioned, they interview you and then they literally write the book for you. Um, 
how I did it was I wrote like a draft and then I sent it over to an editor and they edited it, made it look nice, make sure my grammar was correct. And then, um, you know, that there's definitely benefits of that for sure. Of like having a professional write your, your book for you hundred percent, man. Um, but also too, do you need it? No, you don't. You can literally open up a Google doc. You can write it out. You can, you know, how to structure and outline a book. You can Google it, get that structure, that outline done. You write out the chapters and then how to self-publish, how to publish the book. You can now do that all with Amazon. I mean, you can do everything yourself or if you're not, if you hate the writing process and you just love to talk, definitely outsource. And also too, if you know, you don't like, if you don't really have good grammar or you just hate the writing process and it takes energy from your soul, then I would, I would outsource it definitely for sure. I, I love it. I, I have a publishing company because we write books. Um, even my oldest has written a book and, you know, when she was seven and there's even Kellen's software. The guy, Kellen's the man. If you guys need a book, go to Kellen for sure. Well, I, I'll give you a consulting thing, but um, like I tell some of my best friends and family, I don't want to own your stuff. I want to show you how to do it. I want you to be a boss. I don't want to, you know, I just lived, I want a free lifestyle where when I'm away, but I say all that to say there's even automation and AI and there's so many things you can do. So everybody can do it no matter where you're at. Cause I found out three years ago, I'm a dyslexic, you know, people are like, Hey, how'd you finish grad school? High verbal fluency. The doctor said, I, by the grace of God, you know, and a mother who said, don't come home without a master's degree. So, you know, that got to listen or you get beat. But right. so I, I love that, you know, you gave those tips because there's so many different ways and my way may not be your way. And that is okay. Different does not, it's not, doesn't mean you're deficient. Can you talk about, you know, your why for marketing? Cause it's almost like I, you, you were born to do this, right? People call me a walking billboard and I'm like, yeah, I got to do it. Pay or no pay. I just have to do it. So what is your why? Yeah, my, that's a that's a good question too, man. My why is really helping people step into their purpose and broadcast it to the masses, really. And so with that, it's like, well, how do I do that? Number one, I have to be fully aligned with my purpose. I need to be crystal clear on what I need to do and what I what I'm called to do. And what I really love to do is speak. And so with speaking, there's two routes. You can be a professional speaker and focus on a topic and just go deliver keynotes and speak. And that's like your business. That's how you make money. Or you can kind of be like an Elon Musk in a way where you do really cool stuff. And then as a byproduct, you speak a lot. I wanted to do the latter. So my focus was then on, okay, how can I help people step into their purpose, create more purpose in their businesses and broadcast it to the masses. And so then that's when I kind of came into business consulting of like, okay, how can I understand the product, understand who they're connecting with and how can we streamline this effort so then we can help impact more lives. And so that's really where I'm at. And then um, speaking is also a very powerful way to do that as well, because now if you're in a position or in podcast, now I know this is how we got connected. Podcast and speaking, I, I use very interchangeably because podcasting is essentially the virtual stage. And now speaking in front of live events it's the same exact thing but i'm doing it in person but with covid and everything that happened in the last two years the the you know i don't know if you saw tony robbins but he did this massive one of the largest virtual events of all time it's essentially a podcast right it's now i'm just instead of me standing on stage we have this same exact setup and now we're reaching the masses and so you can actually reach more people you know virtually and metaphysically now with you know internet through the the um the 
the metaverse coming out and stuff like that, where focusing on how you can help other people live that purpose. Cause I think that's a huge issue right now is that people aren't living their purpose and it's very, very common. And there's a lot of reasons why they're not. And one of the, the, the biggest reasons is because of this thing, you know, social media, right? Because if I'm scrolling through social media and then I see, oh, this person is doing this. So this person's writing a book. Oh, this person has a marketing company. Oh, this person has a social media agency. Oh, this person has this. I'm going to be like, oh, maybe I should start a social media agency. The, that recency bias starts to come back in. I'm just, I just saw it. I'm recent to it. I saw him have such great success or him or her. And now I want to do this versus me actually detaching from that, me getting clear on what I need to do. And then focusing on what my purpose is, because if you figure out what your purpose is and what your calling is in this stage of your career, in this stage of your life, you're going to find more peace, more fulfillment, more satisfaction, which then is going to give you that unfair advantage. And so you're going to be able to work harder. You're going to be happier and you're, you're going to get better results for your clients versus someone who is just doing it for the money. They're not in alignment with their purpose. You're going to beat them 10 times out of 10, because at that point you got that, that extra sauce, you know, you, you got that, that differentiating factor. And that's what it was for me in sales was I love connecting with people. How can I help people? How can I impact people and help them live out their purpose? It was through sales for me. So I would just partner with organizations that had amazing products. I partnered with a lot of these personal development guys in the live events business to you know, sell their products. Cause I knew without a shadow of a doubt, it would change their life. Cause it's changed my life. And so now at that point I come up, I'm not just a typical salesman, you know, I'm not a guy, Oh, like you should do this because this, this, and this I'm understanding where are you at in life? Where do you want to go? And then why haven't you done this already? What's, what's the holdup? What's the, what's the block? And then understanding what that block is. And then me going super, super deep for that individual which is an emotional process at, at, at first and then helping them make the decision in a state of empowerment saying, you know, you can do this, you know, it's going to change your life. Now let's just figure out the financials or the, any logistics that need to happen. You can get into the event, whatever the case may be. So it's about, it's all about purpose for me, stepping into purpose and helping other people do that so they can broadcast it to the masses to eventually do the same. Because if we're all in purpose, then it's creating collaboration, right? We're not, we're not really competitive. We're not competing with each other because I'm very aligned with my purpose and my calling on the, here on this earth, the time that I have here. And I'm not, I'm not competing with you because it's like, and, and, and that's right when I'm starting to compare and compete. That's, that's when I'm stepping outside of my purpose. That's when I start to create anxiety. That's when I start to lack peace of mind. All these things start to develop right when I get out of line with you. Uh, purpose and so that's a really cool core indicator for me it's like okay i need to reassess because i mean it does happen right with i mean i i think i read something it's like eight seconds you get like four million bits of information right with anything your your, your mind and your, your your vision is processing everything the zoom the, the, the visuals the audio the you know if you're on social media it's just on TikTok now, it doesn't, you don't even need to scroll. It'll just scroll automatically for you. So now you're just like getting these dopamine hits, right? Of all this information. And it's very hard to have clear sense of mind and purpose when you're filling your mind up with all this other stuff that really shouldn't even be there.
No, I, I love it. Can you help the people? Because when we talk about purpose, you know, I, I tell people, listen to Miles Monroe, listen to this, that, um, you know, follow certain people and you don't have to agree with everyone. Like I've probably read most of what Grant Cardone has written, but I don't agree with a lot of what Grant Cardone, I can't sell you like Grant Cardone. I don't, that's just not my personality, but it works for him. You know, I would never let go 40 people and keep a plane, but that works for him during the pandemic. I'm a more of a Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, people first type person. But again, it's no judgment that works for him. That keeps him sane. How do you go about and find, or how did you find your purpose? Because so many people, especially young people who I know are brilliant, have ideas. They're like, Kellen, I really don't know. And, you know, we, again, I work sometimes pay or no pay, but I know for me how I found it and why and it was really out of tragedies and people lying on you out throughout life and you say you know what but I still got to do this I still got to do that I don't care what they say so for you how did you find like this is what I'm here for right that's a great question and this is what I'm working on with my next book so I'm going to give you guys some good insight on this because like I said this, this is what I love and if you I've done a lot of research on this Purpose is associated with meaning because if you look at questions of why are we here, who are we, what's our purpose, all those questions, whether you're believing God, whether you don't, whether you have the scientific approach, it all, they, they take purpose and they link it with meaning. When we feel like we have a high sense of meaning, we have a high sense of purpose. So now that we have that foundation, it's then like, okay, how can we use, and then another thing that they said in research is when people have high sense of meaning, they are using their strengths and abilities and they are serving it for something bigger than themselves. So that's literally the first key. Number one, and this is where a lot of people get confused, is that I need to figure out my life's purpose like today, no matter where you're at, in your relationship, in your work, your career, your business, in the, this current moment on this podcast, in you know when you're talking to your kid, Every situation and moment can have purpose. And then we can also be like, what's your life's purpose? So understanding that there's different times to say when, what my purpose is. I can have multiple purposes in different situations. My purpose as a husband is going to be different, maybe as my life's purpose or maybe in my work purpose as well, right? And so purpose, number one, the easiest way to get purpose is who am I called to serve? You, you immediately take the focus from myself onto the individual. And this drastically um, exponentially grew my sales it's i'm not because if you take your current career and this is the best way to do it if you do not feel purpose or meaning or satisfaction or fulfillment in your current situation ask yourself this question who are you called to serve so if i'm in sales right now and who am i called to serve if i'm saying hey i'm called to serve myself because i want to get a paycheck so i can pay this this and this you're not i guarantee you're not you're living in purpose but if if I just make that simple switch, so I'm doing the same thing, but just my perspective and outlook changes, who am I called to serve? I'm called to serve this individual that's across the, the, the Zoom from me. And now the next question is, what problem am I called to solve? So then in sales specifically, I have to get clear on what their problem is. And then how am I called to solve it? You know, I solve it through getting them a top ranked podcast if it's a good fit. And that's the last thing there, too. It's like if I can't help them, if I don't know the problem or I can't help solve the problem. And I'm like, you know what, Kellen? You know, I think this is what we did. You know, it's like, hey, man, like this is what we do. And I think that there could be some collaboration here. But, you know, 
I don't think it's a good fit for right now. So maybe let's reconnect. And that's why me and you collaborated on this podcast and other opportunities start to open up. Right. And so number one, it's like whatever they're doing, whether you're a teacher or a firefighter, um, you said your, your wife's a radiologist, you said, mm-hmm. yep. so radiologist, whatever you're doing, say, who are you called to serve? Immediately switch the focus from you to that individual then get clear on what problem are you called to solve and then how are you called to solve it those three questions if you still don't have fulfillment meaning and purpose that means you're in the wrong vehicle then we have to re we have to take out of that because what happens is if me and you and and people will use this example in psychological studies if me and you are on an assembly line and i'm doing it like i have to pay my bills i just have to i I don't want to be here versus you you're like making it a game and seeing how many people you can serve by how many quick things that you can do on the assembly line you're going to have this they, they call it and this is where flow state comes from it's this like bliss and this this like ecstasy essentially in reality where you're now you're playing a totally different game me and you are doing the same exact thing and but you're freaking so giddy over there while i'm just like hating my life over here right so with this process most people don't realize this, but you can actually find purpose just by changing your perspective, by doing the same exact thing, but having a different outlook on it. But if you kind of go through those three questions, you know, who am I called to serve? What problem am I called to solve? And then how am I called to solve that problem? And I still don't find satisfaction fulfillment, then you're most likely in the wrong vehicle. And then you just need to change it and reapply it. And that's a process too. And that, and I, I've done that and I'm, I'm sure you've done that as well. And I know you mentioned too that tragedies, you know, came into your life where it's not like, and that's another thing. Sometimes there's situations that come up that force us into our purpose where you're like, okay, let's say I lose a family member or something like that. What's the purpose? Okay. This person gave me so many great gifts. She or he taught me how to live this way. So I need to live like this so I can empower other people to do the same. Right. So now with severe tragic moments, I'm going to try to create purpose and one of the easiest ways to do it who am i called to serve solve or who am i called to serve this situation this negative whatever happened over here happened to me how can i serve other people through this what do i now have that i didn't have before and how can i serve people at a higher level or in a different way that i i I wasn't able to do automatically it's going to change that tragic and doubt and anxiety into a greater sense of purpose because what happens is you it doesn't matter how I feel. It's all about the people I'm called to serve. And then at that point, all the attention goes on that. And I also teach people how to speak on stage. And I have a client, he's going to Houston actually for an event, and he's going to be speaking and selling on stage. Selling on stage is a whole different animal than you're speaking. But you want to come across, if someone's nervous, I'm focused on myself. So if a seller's nervous, a business, someone's nervous in business, someone's nervous on stage, they're very, oh, what am I going to say? What are people going to think about me? All these different things. They're already in the wrong, playing the wrong game. It's like, how can I serve these individuals? Because if I know that I'm coming from a place of service, then I don't need to get stressed out, right? Because if someone doesn't like me or doesn't approve of what I'm doing because I'm coming from a place of service and trying to help this individual, then they're not, and we were talking about this before, they're blocking the blessing. Like I'm here to serve this individual. And they, if they don't allow that, then I need to move on to someone who, who is willing and open to allowing me to serve them because then I can help them get to the next level. And so 
that's really the methodology. The number one thing is service. You want to change whatever you're doing into service. How can I serve other people? By doing that, you're going to find purpose. And immediately, no matter where you're at in your life, whoever's listening to this, is you can serve and create impact today in anything that you're doing by simply saying, not me, but the person over there, how can I serve that individual over there? You're going to leave an impact and you're going to create, you're going to have find satisfaction. You're going to have a sense of meaning and you're going to have purpose as well. Amen. Amen. I think I was, a, I felt like a weirdo until, you know, I, the scriptures will tell you your gift will make room for you. God to give you the desires of your heart, all of that. And I can read Proverbs every day, all day, um, if I was as disciplined. But one book that I could finish in 24 hours every time is The 4-Hour Workweek. When Tim Ferriss put that out, because I was traveling, you know, and I was like, everyone, oh, you're so weird, and da 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 why? I can, you can live whatever life you, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Row, row, row your boat. Life is but a dream. Merrily, merrily, merrily. All that good stuff. Um, with all the success, though, there are, with everyone, and you're talking about serving, 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 and, and you you're doing it, and you found a way to monetize it, and there and there's nothing wrong with that. But what is a com- another community give back that you're doing, or one that you'd like to do in the future? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and I think another thing too, because I was talking to the you know, I think another thing that you bring up that I, I do want to mention is that purpose in relationships going to create more passion. Purpose in business is going to create more profit. Because if me and you are a marketing consultant and I don't have purpose and you have purpose, you're going to beat me 10 times out of 10 because I, you have a clear direction of why you do things as well. So just know that because this is the next layer of when you serve people, it's, and even in business, what problem are you called to solve? Most people, they're like, uh, you know, I don't know what the problem I solve. Well, if you, if you have a, a problem in front of you that you know you can solve, and then it's like, how can you solve it? At that level, it's how many people can you solve? And, and in the consulting space, if you do a lot of one-on-one hands-on work, you can help people solve once, you know, a series of problems, maybe at a lower frequency because you're very hands-on one-on-one work. But, you know, if you look at someone like a Jeff Bezos, where he's now able to serve the problem of how can I get product shipped to me within 24 hours, and he's able to distribute it to the masses, that's why he is the, the one of the richest men, if not the richest man in the world right now. Um, but yeah, the, the, the charities and stuff, man, I've always, I've always been called to serve others in a way that the youth specifically, number one, how to find your purpose. So I, I am involved in like my, my local church here. I, I can say I can get a little bit more involved with, I, I do want to create a, a nonprofit or a, um, or an organization really focus on helping the younger youth understand these principles. Cause all this stuff that I'm talking about, this is stuff that they should be should be teaching us in school. It's like how to find your purpose. That like, why not use that as a class, right? How to find your purpose and how to validate whether I found it or not. Because if we can get clear on what our purpose is, I mean, if you look at all the greats like Kobe Bryant, all these people, they're like, oh, I was shooting basketball when I was literally two years old. Where it's like the dude found his purpose from the start, and then he was able to be one of the best basketball players that ever played. So now it's like, you know. And if you connect with anyone, like entrepreneurs, they were very entrepreneurial at a young age. So one of the things that I, one of my goals before I die is to create a study abroad program and the best study abroad program, because if I can not only teach you these skills, number one, on the life skills that you need to learn to become successful, but also 
bring in teachers that aren't teaching on theory, but actually have gone out and done it. And my majors are skill sets. So it's like, hey, you want to learn real estate? Well, I'm going to bring this guy in who's actually has an eight-figure portfolio in real estate. He's going to teach you. He's going to walk you through the whole entire process for four years. He's going to give you a skill set. He, you can work for him for free as an internship, and that's their incentive to come teach for the school. And then from there, if you want to continue down this path, you can then do it. So you have a guaranteed job placement working with this guy because you, you've gone out for the last two years to support this. If you want to you know, create a podcast, or if you want to become a stock trader or an investor, um, whatever the case may be, I'll bring an expert into that. Um, cause I, and then you mixing it with getting someone placed in another country, it's going to absolutely change their life. They're going to, they're going to be in a new, new culture, new world. So they're going to figure out personal independent skills that you need to learn as an individual, as a human being, then the skill sets of like, okay, what should I actually do with my life? Pairing that up with purpose, with satisfaction, you're going to love what you do. You're learning it from a, a real expert, and then you're actually in a place to understand independence and freedom at a very young age. That, that's the route I want to go. And again, that's all the things that I have experienced. And, and so now we're talking about purpose and charities. You know, and I think charities too, everyone has an opportunity to serve because we've all had some sort of trauma or tra tragic in our life at some point in our life. And we can leverage that as a way to serve other people going to the same exact moment. Because if me and you are connecting, you clearly overcome it, overcame that tragic, or it seems like you have. Um, I, I don't know what that tragic is for you, Kellen, but it, you know, just every time I talk to you, you have very high energy. There are some other people I guarantee you that went through the same uh, similar tragedies as you that don't have that same response. And so you now are have been given a gift of an ability to serve others. And so for me, I was obese as a young kid. So I also love that as well, helping kids that are overweight. Because another thing too, when a little kid is overweight, I mean, he doesn't know what the difference is, but you know, it can lead to some serious health, but you know, diabetes, you know, a shorter lifespan, all these things. So giving people those opportunities for that. And then also orphanages too, man. Like I love, I love kids and opportunities. And it's like, if a kid, and if you just think of an orphan, man, it's like uh, two parents that come into the world and then they're like, I just don't want my kid anymore. And, you know, giving it to an orphanage or giving it to a place where someone can take care of them, I guess that is, you could say responsible. But at the end of the day, that in the, that, that, that kid it has a sense of like, I'm not loved, I'm not worth it. And I think that's another thing that's kind of threaded throughout our, our society and communities is that people don't feel, they don't they don't know love. And that's why I always love religion and Christianity is that every person can instantly tap into the love of Jesus Christ right off the bat. Right. And if you have a high sense of love, you're going to have a high sense of worth and fulfillment and purpose already just from being loved. It's literally a free thing that you can tap into by the grace of God, just by opening a Bible, going to church, whatever. And at that point, if you're not in the right environment or kids in orphanages, they don't have access to that. So then now it's like, if I don't feel if I'm worthy, then I'm going to start making different decisions. And then this is just a whole route of paths and decisions I'm going to just choose to make because I'm not worth it. I don't have value and all these things. And that's where a lot of problems arise. But if someone can come in, intercede that, cut that off, give them the belief that, hey, you are worth it. You are valuable. You can accomplish really amazing things. And then you know what? Like, I'm just building a community of like, 
awesome people stepping into their purpose and me just simply doing what I love to do. And so it's like, you know, and, and that's also something that I want to move into is really getting more involved with orphanages and eventually even build one too. Wow. No, that that's beautiful. And in all of that, you guys, that's a life's work because you can get into that and it just, you know, it's an addiction. I worked with kids and youth throughout college, group homes, psych wards, even outside of college. And it's like, that's probably some of the most fulfilling work. But what I'm doing now is keeping clients, make sure you don't retire broke and make sure nobody kills you for all the death threats some clients get, um, you know, even on the YouTubers. We've had clients we've had to deal with the fbi because you know they've had serious and me being um having the security mindset and holding security licenses i got to make sure your money is right got to make sure you go back home to your family this is a mission and i you know if we got to flank them get them we got to get them we we're, we're going home by the grace of god and we're going to do our mission we're going to take people with us and that's the thing people say what do you so your price is kind of high. And I know they tell you the same thing. Your price is kind of high. So I'd have to make X amount of dollars. Get that out of your head. We're, this is bigger than the money because somebody can make, <laughs> I, I don't speak numbers because I don't want people to say, oh, wow. And I don't, I just don't have to do that. But this is bigger than the money. What do you do with the money? How much do you save? How much do you invest? What can you do with this? How many lives can you impact? How many people, businesses can you help start and be a partner? That's what I'm about. And that's what makes me say, yeah, it gives me the same feeling of helping those kids coming out of those situations. I've given a five-year-old with the doctor's order lithium. And you wonder why this kid will, you know, it's going to be hard for that kid to get out of his funk lithium at five. And that was in Massachusetts, you know, where everybody has a master's or a PhD, whatnot, at the Sisters of Providence. I got to give you guys a shout out for giving kids lithium at five um, at the ART program. See, I can't be canceled, Tyler, so because I'm not looking for their approval, but I just have to throw those things out because most people will never see that. And they won't see why our kids are the way they are when they don't have proper guidance and you could have two parents in the home and still having somebody being molested. I've seen it working for CPS. So it, it, it's a shame, but, and I hate to go Debbie Downer on y'all because I do try to stay high energy, but I got to give that real talk. Yeah, I mean, tell- and also yeah. too, that time, they, they kind of bring it full circle. Cause here's the last thing is that mm-hmm. where, where this journey kind of really pushed me, it really started to from, there was a big gap between church and service and business because when i grew up in the church it was like oh you can't own a ferrari or a lamborghini because they're you're, you're kind of evil right but also if you serve and serve 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 and serve and like what you're talking about people have responsibilities and so that's why when i talked about the purpose is that you do have responsibilities and you and that is your purpose maybe in that moment is, is if you have two kids your purpose right now is to serve those two kids and that's perfectly fine right but if I go serve, 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 and I'm not making money and I'm lacking on my responsibilities, then that's an issue as well. So then it's like the more integrated lifestyle that you can live, that's what I'm trying to create and build and teach people as well is that you want integration. You want a thriving business that helps. And, and what you're saying is like helping people come home, build more wealth, build generational wealth, build a legacy for their family. That's the business side. So that's amazing. Like, and do whatever you need to grow that and build that. Then it's like, okay, 
how can I add a maybe a service piece to that business? Maybe I create a nonprofit as a stem off. Maybe I give a percentage of my profits or, or whatever. I can integrate some sort of service piece into that. So it's not like, hey, I'm serving over here. I'm doing this over here. I'm like this with my wife. And then I'm like this with my kids. It's like, instead of having four different segments, I'm integrating it all in a way that like, hey, this is something maybe I'm doing with my wife, or this is something that empowers my wife to have fun, step into her purpose. This allows me to serve my clients, make massive amounts of profit. This also allows me to serve individuals and create orphanage and do whatever you're called to do, but create a lifestyle that's fully integrated. Because a lot of people in society that I've seen is I go to church, I do this, this, and this, I live this way. Oh, I can serve the church, but I need to, I have to leave because I need to make money. I go serve here. I'm in business. I'm doing this, making money, all this thing. But I kind of feel like lack of sense of purpose because I'm not serving. I don't feel like connected with God or whoever. And then over here, I'm maybe not spending as much time as I want with my family, where it's like, if you can actually integrate that into one lifestyle, then you know, you're going to have more satisfaction and fulfillment. And so that's another thing because you do need to make money. And that's where the, this philosophy of who am I called to serve? How, what problem am I called to solve? And who, and how am I called to solve it? If you apply that in the business, you're going to be extremely successful because if you look at Apple, how can I innovate the world? How can I, you know, make technology accessible? Maybe that's the problem they're calling to solve. Uh, solve. How am I called to solve it? By creating the iPhone. It's like, you can apply this principle to any business. And if you get those three questions dialed in and you just increase the frequency in terms of how many people you can serve at that point, you're going to do very, very well in business. And so just know that that, that philosophy is also can be applied to business to take care of profit. And then you can start looking at who else you can serve then. So I want to leave that in there as well. Yeah, amen. And I can hear somebody. Sometimes I can hear the haters and they're like, there are those believers talk about money again. Well, you can go to Ecclesiastes and you can see money answers all things, all things, people. And for the you, you I think you might have hurt someone's feelings because he was thinking and he was telling his wife, I, I can hear it. And he's like, yeah, I don't I don't make money, but I take care of of, you know, um, of what God is telling me to do, but it doesn't bring any money. So you go out there and work and I'm just going to stand on the corner with my sign. But the problem with that is you got to go to first Timothy five, eight, and you got to hear that if you don't take care of your family and your household, you're worse than an unbeliever. So cut that crap out and get on the ball because we know we're not to be in love with money where it controls us but we need it. And, you know, the scriptures have never lied. You guys, through this whole interview, you might have heard some rambling. I think that is Tyler's uh, helicopter. Don't say anything, Tyler. Um, his helicopter getting prepped, but there was some booming sometime on the on the thing. He's getting ready. He has a hard stop because when you're busy, you got to run. So if that's the helicopter, whether it's Trump, Bezos coming to pick him up. We're going to let him tell you in his book, but let the people know, Tyler, where they can find you. And, you know, we'll definitely stay connected. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So definitely two things. Reach out to me on Instagram. If you want to see the personal lifestyle, it's more personal, definitely on there. If you have a more professional, more business, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. But if you guys do need help with expanding your reach, getting more clarity on your purpose and just amplifying it. That's what we specifically do with podcasts and short form video work. So I can definitely connect you and help you do that because 
it, you know, the last thing I'll say is when you find your purpose, you know, it's hard to describe, it's hard to, you know, put into words, it's hard to even force, it's very similar to love. But once you find it, you look, you're completely changing and, and you know that you have found it. And that's the same thing with purpose. And so every single day you can wake up, it won't be easy living in purpose every single day, but you know, without a shadow of a doubt, when you are in a, put into a situation with very tough decisions, you know that this decision that I'm going to make, regardless of the outcome, is aligned with my purpose. And then at the end of the day, you're going to have peace of mind and you're going to make some money too. And, and that's another commonality that me and you had, Kellen, is that we like to be providers and that we like to have fun and we like to make fun, money and travel and travel requires money and all these things. And we like to serve people and that all requires money. So um, super, super grateful to be here, Kellen. If you guys need anything, definitely reach out. We will stay connected, but Instagram and LinkedIn are going to be the best ways to do that. Um, and you can actually book a call with me on either of those platforms by just sending me a message. No, that's beautiful. And so, yeah, we need money for travel unless we want to be, and I'm dating myself, unless we want to be like Kung Fu and travel the world, just walking around, whatnot. I earn these gray hairs, folks. So I thank you guys for listening, whether it's on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Sierra Leone, Freetown, our YouTube, get the YouTube numbers up, share the game. It will change somebody's life. You guys be blessed. Are you tired of the violence, tired of the injustice, police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com.